Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. welcome you all from wherever you're coming from. Uh, of course, where you're joining us from, that's what I mean. In Jesus' mighty precious name, we thank God for this new day that he has made. We decree and declare we are blessed. We decree and declare we are protected in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And we agree with the heavens that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. On this day, we are flourishing. We are expanding and increasing in grace and power. In Jesus' mighty name, get ready with your Bible. In the name of Jesus, as we begin to um, um, finalize what we began to speak on yesterday, the power of grace, the power of grace. And I'll just give you the remind you of the general, uh, uh, general, just the general definition of it. And then we will move to where and, and, and see and, and finalize some of the things that we want to explore, what grace does in our lives. Generally, the meaning of the word grace, grace, uh, the general definition of meaning is simple. General grace is the divine ability. We said yesterday that grace is the divine ability, is the divine empowerment and the capacity to do exploits, to do exploits in life and the kingdom of God. So every time you hear, by the way, the key scripture, in case you are asking the texts, um, is Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 14, which we constantly keep speaking about. And we say the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. So we're talking about that grace. Why did Paul constantly use those decrees and made that decree over, over the saints? Whenever he was writing his letters, his, he always ended by decreeing the grace of God upon those people. And we saw that grace is the power. Today we are talking about the power of grace. Why do we say it's the power of grace? Because we understand that grace is the divine ability that divine empowerment um capacity for you to do exploits in life and in the kingdom without the grace of god you are not able to do or perform exploits in your life there is nothing i can do without the grace of god and there is nothing you can do or accomplish without god's grace but by the grace of god we will become we will accomplish whatever god designed for us to accomplish in life in jesus name so once we recognize what grace is to us then we must take advantage of the grace of god in the right way we must take advantage of the grace of god because for us to move from one level to another other level it takes the, the grace of God the grace of God can advance us in dimensions the men we the men of God that we admire the women of God they have increased in the knowledge of God's grace 
So the depth of your revelation and knowledge of Jesus Christ is what actually introduces you to a dimension of grace in operation. So now, as we saw that um, um, yesterday, we looked at grace, um, the grace that advances men. We saw that grace advanced. Um, uh, Prophet Samuel reported about um, um, Moses and Aaron, how God advanced them by his grace in First Samuel chapter 12 and verse 6. Um, today we want to move on further in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. We want to look at uh, Genesis chapter 41 and verse 41 to 42. That's going to be our key scripture wherever you are. You can... Um, um, open up your Bibles and uh, what what aspect of grace are we looking at today? We are looking at the grace that turns a prisoner into a minister. Yesterday we saw that grace is a maker of destiny. We saw what grace did in the life of Paul. That grace that transformed a murderer to become an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. And once we find such references, we legislate prayerfully and say the same grace that turned a murderer into an apostle. That grace is available in my life. That same grace is turning my life around. You use that and say that same grace that turned a murderer into an apostle is turning my drug addicted daughter or child into a minister of God. That grace that liberated that man, the grace that turned Rahab a prostitute and turned a prostitute to be part of, to be a a channel and part of the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. That grace has the power to transform anybody. Praise the name of the Lord. We can see that it was the grace of God that transformed them. Now, Genesis chapter 41 and verse 41. Thank you, Pastor Guma, for the scriptures. Now, and the Bible says, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. The name of the Lord be praised. Now we see the grace that move, turns uh, moves a man from a prisoner into a, a prime minister it was the grace of god that same grace of god is coming upon you this morning that same grace of god is coming upon you this morning we need to learn to make use of what is ours in the lord of jesus and especially when when it comes to the things that are ours in Christ, we shouldn't keep quiet about these things. We keep speaking them. That's why I say to you, when you read in the um, um, King James, you find it says to you in Philemon 1.6 that the communication of thy faith, of your faith, may become may become effectual or becomes effective and uh, by you and and that word effectual is the as i already said is the greek word which is um energies or energious energous that is referring to energy it's referring to engaged in work so the communication of your faith becomes effective productive produces power 
Wa how by the acknowledging you must acknowledge you by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you already in you in Christ Jesus so there are divine deposits that are already in us that we must keep acknowledging you see what I told I spoke of a someone maybe two years ago and I say that whatever you acknowledge you authorize to you authorize to work in your life whatever you acknowledge that's why Jesus cannot be cannot affect and affect one's life if uh, positively and until this person has acknowledged him as Lord and Savior so whatever you acknowledge you give access to operate in your life if you acknowledge if you acknowledge failure failure has no hold on you until you acknowledge you know you know why well, i acknowledge i'm a failure i acknowledge failure but you know so it is important so you refuse to acknowledge things that's why paul says to you in philippians if you are bombarded with negative thoughts depressive thoughts i've been there before i've been depressed before for three years after my, ma my marriage fell apart so but you need to understand something until I had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the words were simple, he told me. He told me in that encounter, the first encounter, told Moses, your depression is your choice. I felt so bad because I felt God would have come and comforted me, told me, um, you know, sometimes what you call a discomfort is your comfort because it is taking you out of that uh, uncomfortable place. So he told me, your depression is your choice. I said, Lord, why do you say that? He said, which, he asked me a question, Moses, which of your thoughts choose you? Name one of your thoughts that choose you. And I said, none. He said, who chooses the subject of thought? I said, I. Hmm. And he said, now change your thought, change your thoughts, then you are out of your depression. So you see, Philippians says, whatever thing, 4 8, whatever things are pure, whatever things are praiseworth, whatever things are of a good report, are noble, ponder, think, meditate upon such, and the peace of God. The peace which is already yours, the shalom peace of God, and the peace of God that transcends all human understanding will come and guard your hearts and your mind, your minds in Christ. So the peace of God can never be, can never, you can never be your reality. It can never be. You can't experience it until you yourself decide to change your meditation. What you give access. It says whatever things are pure, whatever things of a good report, praiseworthy, noble, uplifting, meditate on such, and then the peace. Then, as a result of your meditation, peace, which is shalom, which is a seven-manifold blessing, the word shalom. Peace means victory as well. Victory or rest from battle. It means welfare. Peace, that shalom. It means wholeness. That shalom, peace of God, means wholeness or, or coming to a place of soundness soundness in mind soundness in spirit soundness so if you don't your meditation you're always there Medi now ha, what if covid 19 now hey you know this thing there's a new variant that has come hey that it has no hold on me i don't have time to think about what worry about what the world worries 
praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the reason I'm saying this is to bring us to this place and, 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 and to the place of acknowledging there are certain things, there are already things that are ours. Grace is what I'm referring to. Grace is ours. That divine ability is mine. You must walk the streets with your head held high. Grace is mine. To you who understands grace in a different way, you know that grace is divine. It's, my, it's the divine ability and empowerment and the capacity for me to do exploits. That's why you, are, you, you lay hold of it and say, hmm, by the grace of God. You, you understand, by the divine ability. When you say by the grace of God, you're saying by the divine ability, by the divine empowerment and the capacity to do exploits. I'm rising beyond and above this issue. By the grace of God, I prevail over all sicknesses and diseases. By the grace of God, I am preserved. By the grace of God, where others have failed, where others have given up, by the grace of God, I'm rising. By the grace of God, where others have failed, I am succeeding in that very place. Why? By the grace of God. You understand what this grace means to you. So you're not there like somebody who doesn't understand the power of grace. Now, why am I saying this? You're combining that with the Philemon 1.6 in the communication. Now you're communicating your faith. That word, the communication of your faith, in some of your versions says the sharing of your faith. You see communication and the sharing is the same word. It's talking about the communication, the utterance of your faith. So you must make your faith. Faith must speak out. You must constantly make your faith productive. How does it produce? You don't shut your mouth. You need to learn to talk to you. Learn to talk to yourself. Learn to talk to the to, to use the word of God to frame and recreate the world around you by faith-filled words. You rise up and declare, the grace of God is at work in my life. I can never be a failure in the name of Jesus. Those people, you know, that's how you counteract negative words, ill wishes. Ill wishes that people make and say about you. You know, you, you start saying no, because words carry spirits. That's why our battle is spiritual. And our spiritual battle is a battle of words. It's a battle of words. Satan uses words and God uses the word. But the word of God is a, a sword that is sharper, two-edged sword, sharper than any other sword that has ever existed. So basically, on a daily basis, you make use of the word word of God and say the grace of God is at work in my life the grace of work of the grace of God is at work in my marriage the grace of work of God is at work in my relationship the grace of work of God is at work in the life of my spouse oh I see the grace of God father I thank you for your grace that's at work in the lives of my children they can never be strayed even if physically uh, they may seem I use the words very selectively they may seem to have strayed they have not strayed because there is no way they can stray when there is a mama a daddy an uncle an aunt on the altar that is actually aligning their destinies you are aligning them 
to the lines of their destiny and say, mm -mm, by the grace of God, they cannot go astray. By the grace of God, they will, they will fulfill their destiny. Now, you yourself understand what the word grace means and what it means to you. So basically, you are applying it with revelation and understanding. You are making these affirmations. You are acknowledging. The essence of all this is that whatever you acknowledge, is what you authorize to work for you, to work in you, and whatever you authorize may work against you or work for you. So you be careful what you acknowledge. If you acknowledge the negative things, they work against you, of course. So now, here, we have looked at Joseph, the grace of God in that, in this key scripture, working 41, 41 to 42. Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. May the grace of God set you over. Now look, this guy is not a, is not a Jew. So I beg your pardon, he's not an Egyptian. He is a Jew. You see grace, where the grace of God is functioning. Grace don't care about your tribe. Grace don't care about your nationality. Don't care about your race. Grace don't give a toss about whether you're black, you're white, you're green, you're blue, you're this, you're that. The grace of God will elevate you even in places where your, your color, your accent, your English is not what God wants. It is the grace of God that take you through. East Africans, you speak a lot of good English, too much of it. But look at how our Nigerian brothers are performing. Yeah, with their accent. The purpose of the thing is this. And the Lord will do this thing. This thing will happen oh, will happen on Jesus' name. Now, they are, they are the lawyers. They are the doctors in this country. They are the what? It's not your accent. It's not your eloquence and good English. Somebody say, it is the grace of God that is leading me into that place. So today, let the grace of God come upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare, let the grace of God come upon you right now and terminate all human impossibilities. In your life and destiny in Jesus' name, I decree as a servant of God over your life. And I decree and I declare that let the grace of God, every man and woman under the sound of my voice, I speak to you by the power of the word of God, by the power and the ministry of the word of God. Let the grace of God come upon you, come upon your household, come upon your ministry and mine right now and terminate all human impossibilities in your life in the name of Jesus. Please understand, it had to be the grace of God to terminate an impossibility. Do you know that the, the Egyptians were so arrogant that they even, they looked on those that... Um, the Jews were lower class because they were they were cattle keepers. They didn't, you know, but the grace of God, the grace of God, I pray, may the grace of God shift you from obscurity to notoriety in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, from this day, I decree by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the ministry and the power of the word of God, I decree over your life that the grace of God will cause you to stand out. You will stand out for God anywhere and anytime, anywhere you go, wherever you go. May the grace of God single you out, single your household, single your children to stand out 
anywhere and at any time where you stand in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, Father, I thank you for your grace that has singled me out. I am standing out by the grace of God. Why don't you make that affirmation and say, I am standing out by the grace of God. I'm standing out for God anywhere I will be, anywhere I go. I will not be in the shadows by the grace of God. Wherever I go, I stand out. Wherever. That must be your confession and your mentality. Wherever I go, I stand out for God. Anywhere, anytime, wherever I yeah, am, my children will stand out. At school, your children will stand out for God. At any time, anywhere, wherever they go, I am favored. Because you know what? You have this backup called grace divine ability divine empowerment divine empowerment and capacity to do exploits you cannot be a a god carrier when you carry grace you are carrying god you carry carriers of grace are carriers of god and you carry God to the city, the city must acknowledge that you have come because grace has come. Because you are, uh, <laughs> you know, because you are a carrier of grace. You are a carrier of grace. Wherever you go, you are a carrier of good news. Wherever you go, people will rejoice. People will be happy. In the name of Jesus Christ, may that be your portion. May that be a reality for you and myself in Jesus' name. Now, Grace of God shifted a man from a prisoner and turned a prisoner into a minister. That is called grace. The grace of God is changing your status. Instead of worrying about a Boaz, if you're a single lady, if you're a single man, instead of worrying about, instead of worrying about, um, <laughs> um, worrying about will I ever be married that's a wrong meditation will I, the right person come that's a wrong meditation the right meditation is Lord I thank you because I'm a carrier of God I'm a carrier of the grace of God thank you for your grace is perfecting that man is perfecting that man and making him ready as the grace of God is perfecting me is perfecting that man man is making me ready is making him ready i see grace causing our ways to meet by the grace of god we are meeting you you know what you mean by the grace you are saying by divine empowerment divine ability divine capacity we are meeting whether the devil likes it or not. i mean when we get to discuss the grace of god the devil has we they, we don't have room to talk about the devil because this thing is too big for him the devil doesn't understand grace that's why he's afraid of the grace of god he doesn't like it i remember one time let me give you a testimony i was praying for one individual and i had never done it before and then guess what the scripture you would not think that would be intimidating and fire to the demons that's what happened i was praying for this person casting out this demon and it was a the demon played it wanted to play stubborn and the holy spirit told me just remind this that demon in the person um the love of god and, as, and, as, and I was listening, praying in tongues. I said, what do you mean? He said, tell them John 3.16. Guess what? 
I preached to this demon that just like the other time, I think it was Pastor Diana Masaso who preached about us preaching to principalities. I decided that day, that was 2006, the Holy Spirit gave me a revelation. So while I was casting out this demon, I said to the demon, <coughs> you demon in this person, listen to me. For so, then I mentioned the name of the person, for so God loved this individual that he gave Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. Woo! For so God loved this individual. The demon begins to please, please, shut up, shut up. Please keep quiet. Don't say that. Don't say that. We are going. We are going. Don't mention that. I said, for so God loved Moses and he gave his son Jesus Christ. Oh, the gracious God loved just the power of the love of God. And Satan doesn't want us. That's why you'll find that when you talk about, the devil don't want you to talk about God's grace. Why? Because it intimidates him. So because you see the devil operates the spirit of fear and the grace points you to the love of God. Remember, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. Because grace is the manifestation of God's love. So the devil don't want you to hear that. He wants you to to he wants you to think that uh, it is it is the things you are doing is because you were so smart you were in the right place at the right time and you fasted a lot you know and then you know what because then exactly grace points us to our liberty in Christ amen yes indeed it shows you that you are free it presents all these goodies that are already at your disposal but the devil wants you the devil wants you to think ah. Uh -uh, you have not qualified for what is already yours. You see, the law tells you you haven't qualified for what is yours. You need to, you need to struggle to get what is already yours. That's why you see that uh, the law is um, futuristic. Grace says it is yours now. It is mine. It is settled. Well, the law tells you you will get it when you fast well enough. You see, we don't fast to get the things. I fast because I'm activating that which is already mine. So fasting only humbles me. Humbles. I, it is the humbling of my soul. So are you hearing me? But I'm not fasting. I'm not fasting because I want to be empowered. Because to get power. No, I don't fast to get power. Back in the days they used to tell us when you fast you'll be anointed. <laughs> I carry the anointing himself. The Holy Ghost, the anointing himself. Christ the anointed lives in me. That what, what more anointing are you talking about? When I go to fast, when I am fasting or praying, I am activating that which is already on the inside of me. So child of God, acknowledging what you have on the inside of you is what actually activates and brings it out and the devil don't like that. Now, the grace of God I declare today, by reason of the scripture we have read, the grace of God will deliver into your hands unusual promotion. It happened to Joseph. We have a reference. Grace has given us a reference. And the reference is these key people. Can I also shock you? It was not the righteousness of Abraham's activities that actually qualified him to be the father of faith. It was imputed unto him as righteousness because he believed God. Now, he believed God. He believed that whatever God said to him, God is so faithful. Guess what? Do you know that this father of faith, Abraham, he went on 
to sleep with a slave woman and they gave birth to Ishmael. So it was not actually because of his works of obedience that led him to that place of fatherhood as a father. But it was his faith in God. The faith in the love that and the promises of the faithful God. Now listen to what I'm about to say. You see, God comes and tells him, you Abram, you know, you are doubting what I say to you. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. He came and told him in Genesis 17, walk before me. And uh, in other words, he was walking in the flesh. He was trying. Ishmael is a result of the flesh, legalism, trying to make things happen for God. God told him, you know what? Um, walk before me and be blameless. That's 17 verse 1. And I will fulfill the promise that I made with you. Now that was when he was, remember he's 99 years old. He can no longer, he can no longer do things in the flesh for himself. 99, the other one is gone past um, menopause. So basically it has to do the grace of God to do it. He can't. He himself is, I mean, he's beyond himself. Now it has to be the grace of God to manifest the promise that God made for him. So that's why I'm saying to you, even this man who was in prison, the grace of God delivered into his hands unusual promotion. Child of God, when we appropriate these truths, when we embrace them, wholeheartedly and we make them our reality that's how we are going to assume our places of dominance in the world and sit on our thrones as kings small kings and lords why because i've seen people with qualifications that um, without qualifications in key places but grace took them there. My prayer for you is simple. May the grace of God deliver into your hands and use your promotion in Jesus' name. Why don't you affirm it yourself and say the same grace that worked for Joseph and made sure that he gave him unusual promotion. That grace is mine too. That grace is giving me unusual promotion in Jesus' mighty name. Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene, when you look at this, there is a woman called Mary Magdalene um, and she was heavily possessed with the seven demons, but grace made her the first <laughs> lady evangelist. Are you seeing this? Mary Magdalene, she was a, was a woman possessed with, heavily possessed with seven demons, but guess what? But the grace of God made Mary Magdalene to be the first lady, woman evangelist. That's called God's grace. How did it happen? It was by the grace of God. The name of the Lord be praised. So it doesn't matter where you're coming from. You see, grace does not have, does not first consult <laughs> your past to determine your present and future. Grace doesn't consult your past. Grace is here to beautify you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How about Moses? Moses was an adopted child, was an adopted child of Pharaoh's daughter. 
But guess what happened? Grace made him to become an, an answer. Grace made Moses to become an answer and a solution to the problem to the problems of the children of Israel in Egypt. May the grace of God turn you into a solution in it make you into a solution to the problems in the country, in the nations, wherever you are, and in that church where you are. May the grace of God that turned Moses, an orphan boy, he was, sorry, an adopted child, into a solution and an answer and to the children of Israel's problems, in the name of Jesus, grace is making me into a solution. So that's when you declare, Father, I thank you because your grace is turning me into an answer. By the grace of God, not even say it's turning me. By the grace of God, I am an answer. By the grace of God, I'm a solution to this generation. The moment you begin to see yourself like that, I am an answer and I'm a solution to this generation by the grace of God that will become your reality that you, whatever you say is what will happen provided you are in alignment with the word of god now i declare this day i declare this year in the name of jesus that the grace of god will put you in your own room yes the grace of god will in will put you in your own room now i want to think about um um, I want to think about this woman, um, what's this woman, um, Potiphar's wife. I want to think when the grace of God introduced Joseph in his own room and he showed up before Pharaoh. And I want to believe that Potiphar was standing by and the wife of Potiphar saw a prisoner being promoted to a place whereby he now can make decisions whether Potiphar's wife goes to prison or... Now, you see, what does grace do? When the grace of God promotes you, it causes the people... And uh, 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 it causes the people that... Uh, uh, whose masses you are... Li I mean, I'm looking for the word. It, when the grace of God lifts you up, the people whose masses you lived... I mean, um, I'm, I'm trying to say something that... Um, like this, you know, you see, Joseph was living at the masses of these people. But when grace shifted him, the people whose masses he lived, he lived at became the very people who are living at his masses. So that will be your portion in Jesus' name. <laughs> when grace shifts you, the same people that really were oppressing you, they begin to do what? The tables turned and of course... They were living at Joseph's masses. It's no longer Joseph living at their masses. They decide whether you go to prison, Joseph, whether you do, you do this. Now they are living at his masses. May the Lord shift and turn things around in Jesus' name. So grace will give you a voice. Joseph, we see in that scripture, Joseph, grace gave Joseph a voice. He made him the most prominent man in Egypt next to Pharaoh. The only difference that, <laughs> that the Pharaoh had was that it says, you see, the throne, we don't share the throne, but they had, if, if Joseph spoke, Pharaoh had spoken. What does that mean? Grace gave Joseph a voice. Now, open your mouth and say, Grace, thank you for your grace that is giving me a voice in the land. 
in the name of Jesus. It is the grace of God that gives you a voice in the land to do exploits. If we master this understanding, the people we admire have understood how the thing works, what the grace of God is. So, grace will give you a voice in the land and you will do exploits without stress. You will do exploits without stress in Jesus' mighty name. I want to declare over your life that grace, the grace of God, will open. Now I use this because I know decrease, the power of decrease. The Bible commands us as priests to bless the congregation. You see, in our kingdom, in our kingdom of light, we shift things by the power of the word of God. The word of God is our ability because it is wrapped up in the grace of God, is wrapped up with grace. So when we speak the word, we begin to alter circumstances and we call into manifestation things. So therefore I declare that the grace of God will open the door of wisdom. Let the grace of God open the door of strength, the door of honor, the door of blessings for you in the name of Jesus. It was grace that gave Joseph honor. Grace honored Joseph. It was by the grace of God that grace gave Joseph a name. I mean, look at a person like me. Where would I, if it had not been for the grace of God, how would I have spoken to people like you? Spoken to such people like you. <laughs> Me, a man once, I used to bath in uh, um, church, church, church toilets. I was the one that was washing the toilets. When you call, go to a prayer palace where the toilet washers, the homeless boys that slept on the church benches, can I remind you, I was the first radio presenter on Impact FM. Um, and I, I am the guy that used to call himself Quags. Or is a Katondo one or two point one? It was one or two point one Impact FM. CJ Quags. I'm the one I used to call myself CJ Quags. Now, guess what? There were one they want there were one hundred applicants applying for 10 positions as radio presenters um, impact me i had not applied i did not even i didn't even go because i knew at that time i had no qualifications because remember i received my first degree when i was age 30 uh, i was 34 here in england so you can see that i never had the opportunity i got I got born again when i was uh, 15 prayer to 16 after the death of my mom and I was this um, this disowned by my people because as a Muslim rejected so I became homeless I slept on the church benches for five and a half years that day when the interviews were going on on impact FM me I was at the church in Kasubi where I was serving in Kasubi Kawala I was serving there and I was training young people vocals of giving vocals um, to young people that are just led to the Lord. They came because they wanted music. So as I trapped them through vocals and I started dis preaching to them, they got born again, I started discipling them and then doing voice training with them. And that's when the car parks there by the church and somebody says, I, they have sent them to come and collect Moses to go um, for an interview, radio interview as a radio presenter. And I said, I didn't apply. I did not apply for anything because I knew I didn't have even a certificate, you know. 
because I remember I attempted to push myself as I was selling milk by the roadside every morning and I raised some money to start going to uh, to school and I only went up and I dropped out even I didn't finish this uh, senior three uh, this first time because the fees and I, and I have to leave where am I sleeping when am I staying so I had to drop out now I knew I didn't have any certificate that they may need so I told them me I didn't apply to make things easier for me they said someone in there saw you performing your music somewhere and he had you speak and um, he says that you have in you there is a radio presenter somebody grace caused somebody to see to single me out may the grace of god single you out for something that you never applied for guess what we went there we had some people from Makere University and other institutions that had diplomas in mass communication. This brother, the only thing he had was a primary seven, primary seven living certificate, and uh, even he didn't know where it was anymore. And at the same time, he wrote three full scraps of his testimony from his conversion and his um, and where he is presently, where he's serving in the church. And he said, I don't have any certificates. I could have gone there to at NASA Road and forged some and brought them, but that would not be me. This is me. So they sat me down, put me in Studio B. They told me it was on air. Let me go plan and pick up my music in the library and come up with my script. Guess what? I wrote a radio script that I had, yet I had never gone for mass communication. I wrote... Um, a, a radio a, a script of presentation and I selected my music I went to Studio B and Alex Mukulu as most of you know Alex Mukulu is very critical that man so he was among the recruiters and Ronnie Mayanja the one in the US that used to work on Sanyu FM and a, a couple of panel recruiters that he had recruit that he had employed to to go through the recruitment selection now when I finished and for 30 minutes presentation, they asked, they called me and asked me, are you the one that has been speaking or you put in a tape there, you, the tape has been playing? I said, no, it was me. So, so tell us about your program. How did you come up with this program? That's Alex Mukulu. Most of you have seen him of, uh, on this show in Uganda. Is it, is it, is it what? Is it something, a talent, Uganda's got talent or something. That man was tough. And then they asked me, have you been a radio presenter before? I said, no, you're lying. You're one of them presenters on, they thought I was working on, is it, is it Star FM or something? It had just started that, those days. I said, no, I've never worked on a radio station. This is my testament. So I gave them my testimony when they said, where are your qualifications? I said, I don't have any. And I said, and you're speaking this English? I said, yes, you're lying then i said i'm not this you read my my testimony so dr joseph serada took my testimony began to read it and then he stood and said what i've had that young man do in the studio and when i look at what is here on the paper the two are irreconcilable these are two different people but guess what i am the one who employed all of you and i'm going to override you there's something about him I want him, today, I want you to know you are employed. So that very day, I didn't go back home. I went straight to the radio. 
and uh, I went to the librarian and started selecting music and I went straight on the radio. As I was on the radio, the Coca-Cola gave the, the, they gave the, um, the company, they said, we like that, that program for that guy. They, he got sponsorship. That, remember, when I was homeless, even when I was training those kids, that's where I slept in the, on, in the church bench, on the church bench. And remember these wooden churches, no, they are windows, shapes of windows, but they are no real windows, doors, but no real doors. That's where I slept. Kasubi Kawala, that church, glory of Christ, where it was on, on this side. And so basically, whenever cars passed, all the dust comes on you. And that's where I slept on the church bench. So that day, this man of God, Dr. Joseph Serrada says, I don't know. While I was presenting, the man was uncomfortable. Phone calls were ringing. Where did you get that guy? So now the people, top radio, wanted to steal me and take me on top radio. I said, no, my loyalty goes to this man who saw me when, nobody, when I didn't have no qualification. So I stayed at Impact. But the man will always, Dr. Joseph Serrada with his glasses coming, bringing me tea bringing me tea to me who is actually homeless and i'm here in the studio presenting phone calls are coming in people are, are placing adverts in my program and uh and the man is so excited even bringing me a cup of tea standing there can i bring the news then he gives me newspapers and you know trying to do everything to make me comfortable guess what when i finished the radio program a car was waiting for me to drive me back to Kasubi and then I go back on my bench and sleep. But that day he gave me money. He says, I want to, for some reason, I feel led to give you your wages in advance. He didn't realize the money he's giving me is taking me off the church benches. I went that week. I bought, I, I rented a house. I rented a house. I bought my first bed, mattress at the same time, bed sheets, benzene for bathing, no more bathing using these five liter jelly cans in the church toilets. Now I have somewhere in the bathroom to bath. Um, and guess what? I was working on the radio. I, I beat 199 students with degrees and diplomas in mass communication. Me who had no qualification. The grace of God singled me out. The grace of God put me in a place and honored me in a place that I didn't qualify for. So when many times we stand here to tell you it takes the grace of God. I had no qualification. Guess what? When I came to England... When I came to England, my job, at least recently, I didn't know it until this Sunday that Apostle Joyas told me, hey, it's, I learned a lesson. Let's be good in this life. Whether you know somebody, you don't know somebody. Apostle Joyas gets to tell me, you know, I came to your company and I called you. I, wanted, I was looking for a job, but you were very helpful. You were, you know, you helped me. I couldn't, I said, oh my God, me, I couldn't even, rem I knew that I knew her before because I, I used to see her leading uh, the Rwandan um, uh, fellowship at Liberty. But, and I saw this woman that was so passionate for God, loving God, loving prayer. But I did not, 
when she came, so I knew her from that. We, we used to see each other from a distance. I could see how she loves God. So when she came, I knew who she was. She was a minister at Liberty. So of course, I, me, I did what I, I couldn't even remember what, how I treated her. And she was telling me, oh, you treated me well. You did this. You helped me, wrote numbers, go speak to so-and-so. But what I'm saying to you, in that place, I entered as an administration assistant Yet the computer, when I came to this country, I taught myself the computer. When you bring me into systems, even I used to be the one running the databases, the HR systems at the, at the company. Why? But I, it was self-taught. I used to go in the libraries when I came here and I picked up the book, Computer for the Dummies. I started reading myself. I read whenever I used to even go to um, British Consulate. There's a library there in Uganda. I used to go there when I became born again to go there and self-study. Read myself. I read about medical. I read psychology, sociology. I read about everything because I said, Lord, now I didn't have an opportunity to go to school. Let me educate myself with the opportunities that are here. So... Uh, when I came here, my case had not been decided to be given a status. So I used to go to the library and educate myself, self-educate and, you know, so and even in computers and words from scratch to everything. You know, that computer for the dummies, it will teach you from scratch to everything as a starter to everything. So all these packages, Microsoft, what, what, spreadsheet, PowerPoint, blah, blah. By the time even I went to university, nobody, I needed nobody's help to research and to do this. It's like the Holy Ghost, the grace of God was educating and aligning me to do things. So cutting the long story short, I went to the place as an administration assistant, applied for the job because they needed some speed in typing and all the things. So when I went there, I passed the interview. Then I was employed in the same place. And the man, when they looked at my application form, the, the, um, the, past, the, the, the CEO told the manager of the head office, call me that young man. I want to talk to him. So I went there thinking, what have I done now? He says, sit down here. He opened my file. He says, why are there gaps in your education? I said, so it's a long story. That's me. I said, no, when I see how you work in your knowledge in the computers and this and, um, and, and in the, the way you carry yourself, the kind of things you do, mm, this don't, don't add up. What are you living out? I said, it's a long story. So I said, I have all the time to listen to your long story. So, I, and I told him my story, how I came to faith, how I wasn't educated and, and say to me, do you want to go to, do you want to go to school? He used to be one of the lecturers before at uh, Greenwich University. He says, do you want to go to school? I said, yeah. Uh, he says, tomorrow I'm bringing a prospectus. He, he said, no, he sent me go to, um, go and get a prospectus. And I go, I went to get a prospectus from, um, from one of the, um, um, Bromley High College of Learning for adult learning. But guess what? Before that, there was a job I worked before <clears throat> where I was singled out by the operations manager and the director. And they took me to do um, the level from level two, level three, based on my education, and to get that diploma. That diploma level three in business management and improvement technique, in business improvement techniques, that's the level three that enabled me to enter into 
uh, to do a foundation degree in, 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 um, in uh, Bromley High College. Do you see how the grace of God was singling me and preparing me? So by the time this man wanted to educate me, I had all... I had all the um, the paperwork that is needed for me to go into uni. So when I went to uni, then he paid for my uni here in England. I did not go through this what student finance. I don't have anybody's loan. So they, they he paid for me four years university. I used to go and I would see even my fellow white brothers and sisters struggling wow. with it. Mine is already paid in advance. Guess what? I am I am being paid and schooled for the job that I don't qualify for. So have you ever worked at a place where you are studying to qualify for what you are being paid for when you're not qualified? It is called grace. Here in England. And the man went further and gave us a five-bedroom house where I stayed with my family only to look after the house. That job where I resigned from to go to, to Kenya to, to, to that is, uh, and when you came to the, now I, guess what, the manager I was, ma who was managing me at the head office, when I finished my degree, the boss came and told him, I gave you the same opportunity, and she was a white lady. He says, I gave you the opportunity to study, you never took it, this young man took it. There's no way he can be qualified on this level, and you and not and then you'll be his manager from today i was promoted the one who was managing me i became the manager that's when i believe Pastor apostle Joas came when i was now in charge of the head office managing six locations a guy who was bathed on in toilets bathed on people's verandas a man who was homeless now who didn't even finish university and um, never went finished secondary in uganda promoted me to a level that nobody would think and all the courses that the man took me on courses said i'm gonna mentor you i like i love the way you work i love your attitude he started giving me personal mentorship he started taking me for business coaching skills negotiation skills recruitment skills hr our cipd personnel in the in the place so you talk about every <laughs> Now, what I'm trying to say, the grace of God qualified me. I didn't have the qualification for the job I was doing. But the grace, it's only the grace of God that will cause you and shift you. So when I say the grace of God will open the door of wisdom, strength, and honor, and dignity, and blessing for you, and know what I'm Hallelujah. talking about. Glory, glory. That's been the grace of God that has brought me this far. And guess what? Every time I used, when I was still homeless on the church benches, I used to tell people, for me, when my time comes, there is no nation where I will ever be denied a visa. And it has, I have never been this, 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 denied a visa. When I went to, um, when I went to apply for my first visa in 2000, in May, where in, um, to go to Holland, I didn't have a bank statement because I did not have a bank account. I didn't, because at that time I was working on impact, but I didn't have a bank account. So even the person that was meant to give me a recommendation later that day the associate pastor locked the office he didn't show up at church and uh, 
I went to um, Mama Frida Serada, then she gave me a, a recommendation letter as their work, uh, as, a, as their presenter, radio worker at Impact. And then the Holy Spirit told me, you can recommend, write your recommendation. I wrote the recommendation for the church, signed it, took it there. And when I was going to, to the Netherlands Embassy, all I, I said, God, I can't lie. I don't have these bank accounts, but... Um, here I am, Billy Graham has sent me an invitation later to go to the meeting and, uh, and I went to the embassy. Now what I was seeing, I was my only invitation, I mean, um, uh, credentials were, God can do more than we ask from him. He holds the power in his hand. That's all I guess. I kept on going singing. That was my, I said, Lord, you are my, you are my bank statement. Lord, if you don't defend me, no one will defend me. When I went there, there was one lady that was going to church at um, uh, Apostle Jackson's church. She saw me because I had sang that song. And this song they used to play so much even on Simba. Then said, so this is the guy that sang that song. I know you have been looking for your album. And yet when I was leaving home, the Holy Spirit told me, take three tapes. Those times we used to use cassettes. Those days we used radio cassettes. I took three cassettes. Guess what? When I went into the in there, there's this black lady that goes to Apostle Jackson's church and two never Dutch ladies in there. And she says, this guy is a radio presenter. He's, he has a, he's a wonderful um, singer, blah, 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 blah. And she's telling her bosses. He says, I've been looking for your album. Now, this is me who's submitting my papers at... Uh, at that, um, at the, at, at, um, there at the uh, at the tier, and then she's like, and I'm, and instead of interviewing me concerning what has brought me, the woman is talking about my music and telling them how much I'm a radio presenter. So basically, it gave them believability. This guy, there's no way he's gonna go over there and get stuck over there. So I said, no, I came past with uh, three cassettes. You can have them. She gave one to the other one and one to herself. There were three on the other side. This is what the Holy Spirit did. And they said, submit your papers. I come back at 12. They didn't ask me anything. I came back 12 noon. And guess what? I collected my visa. No bank statement. No what? And the Lord did it. I went to the UK embassy for the visa to come to the UK. And guess what happened? George, there was a pastor, they used to call him Pastor George Okudi. The one who sang a song, um, that guy. So he was the one that used to come to the UK. So I said, you know, they've invited me in the UK and I won't. You, you you can give me some money i add you on my invitation so i gave him the money he adds me on the invitation and then when i we went to the embassy they told him that day they told him you are not going anywhere you overstayed so they denied him a visa and, I, and then we are standing all together as a group and i told him uh -uh, they denied you they didn't deny me me give me my file he laughed his guts off <laughs> <laughs> he said, I love your faith, young man. They've denied me. He told me, he, this is the illustration. You know, if I was Michael Jackson and I was taking a group, I am the, uh, the, the, I'm the, 
the main singer all of you are backups as it is in this story you know you are coming to back me up i am the i'm the artist so if the artist is not going where are the back vocalists going he says i love your faith but anyway here's your file like sarcastically here's your file go there and get your visa i said yeah i'm gonna get it i took the file away from him i went back in the queue so they are where you going i'd already crumbed the address i told them where i'm going to london how long two weeks i gave my i gave my papers they asked come back for the interview at 2 p.m came back for the interview sat in there this man instead of asking me anything he asked me how come you have a visa going to um, amsterdam what are you gonna do there i said i've been invited by billy graham i said you to do what you, you looked so young well, yeah man i'm a minister of the gospel how did you start this thing and then i told him it's a long story yeah, i'm listening and i told him i was i was a muslim blah blah gave him my it's like i used that opportunity to preach to him my testimony my conversion i said have you got a relationship with your dad i said no we don't talk um but i love him i'm praying for him to come to christ so oh, that's interesting have you got sisters have you got this the man didn't ask me anything to do with what was in the paperwork there where are you going if they he looked in you would have known that Ogun has been denied the visa so there's no way there's no way i'm going guess what the man <coughs> excuse me asked me come back at 4 p.m for your visa when i came back at 4 p.m there were 60 kids <laughs> girl scouts that are uh, you, you call them uh, 60 there were these uh, the ladies are called them what what do they call the um, the ladies girl guides the girl guides almost are 60 of them were going to uk so they came in and flooded the embassy i think they were and they and, and they needed it was like a crash program they needed to get all of them the visas to go so we we waited and it was a wednesday and um so we waited to for them to be cleared when i came back they couldn't find my passport after i had been issued a visa that is wednesday they looked for it and told me come back thursday i'm sorry it was a thursday come back i could they couldn't find it then you know on friday the embassy doesn't work and that friday at 8 p.m is when i was supposed to fly out to go to 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 amsterdam then i came back and i showed them my ticket i said i'm going to amsterdam so i need my passport if you have failed to give me your visa give me back my passport let me fly out i can't miss this meeting so they looked for the passport and couldn't find it and uh, the lord i don't know probably the man and that the steward the guy wasn't there the one who issued the visa and he had put the passport in a different place probably he wanted to query me something so they couldn't find it because i was standing there on the window said so this constantly i need my passport I, I, there's no way i can't travel give me my passport i don't like your visa anymore and so please sir, sit down we are looking for it now this the lady they used to say she's tough she's the one up, uh, you know pleading with me so i've and guess what later around about 4 p.m and it was about no what around about 2 p.m that day 
Friday, I was the only one given a ticket to come on Friday to sit there to wait for my, as they look for my passport. So the security allowed me on a Friday. You see when the grace of God is working, everything will work in your favor. Now they get, so please, then they found it and they had not issued me a visa yet. So sit down, if you don't mind, let us issue your visa. And they forgot I asked for two weeks, they gave me six months multiple. <laughs> so they gave me my visa. Wow, wow. Yet wow, Okudi, Okudi, the lead team, has been denied the visa. And <laughs> so and the, the, the ticket, I didn't have the ticket. I was praying on the altar, and the voice told me, email Billy Graham, I'm telling you your status. Now I had never in 2000, remember, I had never owned a, an email. Most of you in 2000 didn't have emails. I didn't have an email. Maybe you, you guys were exposed in 2000. You had an email. I didn't have. Yeah, so, and I said, How, what do I do? I know some guy. I went to the, in closing, I'm closing. I went to this guy and I asked him, have you got uh, something? The, the Holy Spirit has told me to email Billy Graham something to tell him what. I said, let's look for his email. Look into this invitation. It has to be his email. They looked for it. So we emailed him. I said, write this and this and this. This is what the Holy Spirit told me. They emailed Billy Graham. And then the email came back. That guy was working in a Forex Bureau. The email came back to him. He opened it in my name, but it's the one with the password. I didn't know even to operate the emails at that time. So he came back and told me after three days, Billy Graham says, go to Pastor Gary Skinner. That time it was KPC. Go to KPC. I sent your ticket to Gar Pastor Gary Skinner and take your identification. I couldn't believe this. I went there because I'd struggled to get a visa to go to Holland. I couldn't get no money. I went there, took my passport to Pastor Gary Skinner. He came down and he gave me the ticket for Sabena Airlines. A ticket from Dr. Billy Graham. That's how I made it to Holland. From Holland, I already had a visa for UK. And glory, I made glory, glory. So that's God. I didn't have anything that would um you would say that qualifies me but the grace of god qualified me and i declare because the grace of god god is not a respecter of persons what it does for me it does for you so i declare the same grace that has favored me Amen. Amen. it will favor you the grace will favor you you Amen. know when men say you don't qualify mm. and so the same guess what when i came here in england this is a final one people told me oh i have been here for eight years and i've never gotten my status oh you too you will wait you know the system and yet when i was flying in from holland before the the plane touching the ground the lord gave me isaiah 11 i'm eight i think it's 8 11 it says do not call conspiracy do not fear what these people fear. Do not call conspiracy whatever these people call conspiracy. It is the Lord you are to dread. Bind up the testimony, teach my disciples. And I'm like, which disciples? I don't have any disciples here. But I entered with that. Hmm, what do these people fear? What do they call conspiracy? Don't call conspiracy whatever they call conspiracy. So I was keen to hear and listen to the language what these people talk. 
<laughs> so when I came in, a certain brother sat me down. It was from Liberty. And this brother tells me, you know, I've been here eight years. It's not easy. You know, blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> I told him, your name is so-and-so. Mine is Moses. So that means your story is not my story. Just because it has taken you eight years, it's not going to be eight years for me. I told him, what has taken you eight years to get? I will get it in one year. The guy laughed his guts off and I love when people mock God. In one year of being in Britain, I received my status. The grace of God glory, glory to for you in Jesus' name. So, uh, I will end here with this. Um, of course, there are several. The grace of God that, um, that puts double in your hands. There's the grace of God um, that changes situations and circumstances. There is, there is something that I, I felt that I felt my testimony to align it with this message to bless you. But there are other aspects of the grace of God I've not touched. But uh, you can see in a nutshell what grace can do. Don't When you hear that word, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, think about it. The empowerment and the ability of God, of our Lord Jesus Christ, that capacity to do exploits is, is with me. Now and forever, I'm sorry for some of you when I make when I make that confession, I am I'm closing, I've closed, I've finished. Me, I don't say the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ because I found it, the Holy Spirit rebuked me. It's been when the Lord, when I had an encounter on the 13th of August, 2013, the Lord began to shift my understanding and viewing of, of, of tenses in the Bible. I became conscious of the tenses in the Bible. So it tells me, why do you say the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the fellowship, be with you? This is with me. Paul prayed it, so it is already answered. So it is with me. So the grace of God is not going to be with me. Grace is Christ with me. So the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with me now and forevermore. That's why when say surely goodness, David was a, a, an Old Testament believer. He said, "Goodness and mercy will shall follow me." It shall. It is that is futuristic. It is not. It shall follow me. It follows me. Goodness and mercy follows me as I continue. I'm not going to dwell. I dwell in the presence as I continue to dwell in the presence of the Lord now and forevermore. Thank you so much for listening to this sermon, and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk And don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Shiloh LDN. Once again, that's at Shiloh LDN. You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives, building dreams. Until next time, God bless.